Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Uniform Mike Papa. My name is Mark Singh, and I am your fearless host of this podcast. And today we are going to talk about how you, brother, are going to meet the perfect girl. No problems, nothing you don't like. She is absolutely perfect. She is your dream woman. And you guys are going to spend the rest of your life together in wedding bliss. You will never have any problems. You will never question anything she does. You guys will definitely never fight. You always want to have sex with her. The smell of her skin just puts you on cloud nine. That girl's out there, bro. At least you think she is. And I'm going to talk about the delusion of thinking that that woman exists and why a lot of us have it and why I'm guaranteeing that probably about 80% of my listeners are suffering from the same thing that I suffered from until I got it fixed and until I realized why this happened and how to get over it. So if you have a delusion that there is a perfect quote unquote girl out there for you and you think that you're gonna get her by either listening to my podcast, joining my program, or buying a pound of cocaine and offering it to every girl you find at the nightclub and hoping you'll just meet that girl, you are living a lie just like I was and I'm gonna tell you exactly why. And I have a feeling there's gonna be a big aha moment for a lot of you guys. This is actually a more self-development angled podcast that kind of tricked you with that title there, How to Meet the Perfect Girl. And if you clicked on it, I'm willing to bet that you too are suffering from this malady. All right, boys, as I mentioned in my previous episode, if you heard it, about 25 awesome places to meet girls, man, I just listened to that. That is a gangster level fucking episode. If you haven't listened to that, I strongly suggest it. Man, I give more like 630 different ideas to meet girls. But anyway, as I mentioned on that episode, my free breakthrough session is still available. But man, I am absolutely slammed right now. I've never gotten this many applications. It's because I went on the Ask Women podcast and got a flood of champions just like yourself onto this podcast. And I got a huge tidal wave of applications. So many in fact that I'm completely booked up in October But I did open a few more spots in October. I decided to work a little bit later and a little bit earlier so I can meet more of you champions. And I'm super picky about who I choose to let into the program. I always limit it to a certain number of guys so that I can give each guy the individual attention that he needs to get the goals that he wants to reach. But I'm getting a lot of interviews on the book. So if you want to meet with me, man, I think it's just going to get worse and worse. This podcast, as mentioned, is now in the top 2% worldwide of all podcasts. And there's so many damn podcasts, man. There's more podcasts than stars in the sky right now. Everybody's starting podcasts, but this one is growing exponentially. So if you're like, yeah, I'll meet with this slapjack in a couple months or a year from now when XYZ happens, I think it's a bad idea, man. I don't know if I'm going to be available, what my availability is going to be like. I kind of feel like I'm right at the precipice of really exploding and I don't know what's going to happen from there. So I kind of still feel like this podcast is small enough where if you're a listener, you could still get a hold of me. We can still jive as friends. We can still meet. But once it gets really big, I don't know what's going to happen because it just seems like every month, man, it just gets crazier and crazier. So if you're procrastinating on pulling the trigger, I'd honestly do it sooner rather than later because shit's getting wild, man. Straight wild out there. It's fucking crazy. All right. So let's get into the content. Okay. So we're actually going to start this episode back in your childhood. And this is why I say this is more of a self-development episode 
because something happened in your childhood that affects the way you view women now. So I'm going to take a wild guess. For a lot of you, this will be true. For some of you, it won't. I have a feeling that somebody let you down in your childhood, somebody very close to you, like your mother, your father, your siblings, whoever it was, let you down in such a radical, traumatic way that at that moment, you decided the only person you can count on, the only person you can trust is yourself. The only person who's going to get you the goals that you want to get, the only person who's always going to tell you the truth, the person who's always going to do you right is only you. You mistrust people on a very deep subconscious level. And because of that, you find faults in every single person that you meet and you focus on them. So here's what happened to me. The reason I'm talking about me is because I'm the only dude here who I can talk about. I don't know you. I don't know your situation, but perhaps you can relate. My dad died when I was 10. I expected my mom to give me a certain amount of attention that she couldn't give me because she was raising two kids, now alone, trying to work 40 hours a week and raise these two boys. I was 10 years old. My brother was 15. So at that time, I felt really let down by my mom. I remember telling her, why don't you just adopt me out? You obviously don't have enough time for me. You don't give me enough attention, so just get rid of me. I didn't say it that eloquently. I basically said, mom, I think you should just adopt me out. The reason I said that is because I wasn't getting the attention, the validation from her that I really felt like I needed after I just lost my dad, very traumatically, by the way. One day he was alive, the next day he was dead. He died of complications with diabetes. It's kind of a long story, but he wasn't managing his insulin correctly. He was definitely afraid of doctors, which I inherited and since have gotten over since using NLP, which is another huge reason I'm such a proponent of NLP is because it saved my life in the way that it didn't save my dad's life. My dad was terrified of doctors, didn't wanna deal with them, got super sick. My mom said, let me call the paramedics. He said, no, it's just the flu. Next day he was dead. I see my dad getting rolled out on a gurney and the last thing I saw, kind of random, was his foot and I remember this for the rest of my life. That afternoon, my mom comes back and she says, he's dead. This was super traumatic for a 10-year-old boy. And once again, thank God for NLP because I've used the trauma process on that day a couple different times. And now I feel completely okay to talk about it. I feel completely healed from it. But what happened at that time is I was expecting my mom to validate me, to give me attention, to coddle me, which is what a 10-year-old boy needed. She didn't have time to do that. She's a little bit of a distant kind of cold person, as I'm sure a lot of you can relate with your own parents and I didn't get what I needed from her. So at that time, I decided, you know what? I can't count on her, can't count on my brother. He's a fucking asshole. So who am I gonna count on? Mark, it's the only person I can count on. So through my life, I started creating, and let me make this very clear, boys, you create your experiences through your belief systems. Through what you decide when you're a kid, you are creating and manifesting your life and your life situations. So if you feel you've been let down, if you feel you've been used, if you feel you keep meeting girls who are train wrecks and who blow through your life like Hurricane Ashley and just destroy you, it's your fault. You attract and manifest in your life those belief systems and the meta programs that were installed. Not necessarily your fault, I kinda wanna take that back, but it's your doing that has created that and whose fault it is, who the fuck knows. But this was given to me in the same way it was probably given to you that I can't count on anybody. Now, what happens when we think that? What happens is we see the faults in everybody. We focus on them. We can't 
think about anything else. So we blow through girl after girl after girl after girl. Starting to sound familiar for some of you? Because all we see is their faults because we think we can't count on them and we're looking for a reason to break up with them because we have a belief that the perfect girl is out there and it isn't her. So we date these girls and we immediately find something about them we don't like. They got bingo arm, which I talked about in the last episode when an old lady goes bingo and her tricep flaps in the breeze. They got bingo arm. They look like a thought out cavewoman. There's something about them that we don't like. So we blow them out under the illusion that there is a 10 out there and we will meet her. We just know we're going to meet her, but this is a delusion. Now, you may be questioning, but Mark, don't you say that Marissa's a 10, your girlfriend? You say she's a 10 and you've had 10s and there's amazing women out there and everything like that. Yes, but here's the thing, brother. Every single girl you meet, I don't care how hot she is. I don't care how amazing her personality is. I don't care what you think she is when you first meet her. There's going to be something about her you don't like. There is definitely a few things about Marissa that I don't like. And there's things about me that she doesn't like. But there comes time in a relationship when you have to accept, don't expect. Accept, A-C-C-E-P-T, don't expect. E-X-C-P-E-P-T-Q-3-4, whatever, whatever the fuck that thing is spelled. Expect, right? Don't expect her to be perfect because she never will. So the thing is this, is because we've had that trauma when we were a kid, where somebody let us down, we decided the only person I can count on is myself. We have put ourselves in a situation where we have a delusion that the perfect girl is out there and we're blowing through girl after girl after girl. Or worse, we don't have the skill set to even blow through different girls. So we accept a girl who obviously isn't good enough, but all we think about is how she's not good enough is the only thing we can focus on because we want to get this skill set, but we don't have it. And we're stuck with a girl who clearly isn't up to par, but it's almost exacerbated by our feeling that we can't count on her. So we focus on only the fact that she isn't up to par. That's like the worst situation you can be in. At least for some of us, we have abundance. At least we can blow through them quickly and really find high quality girls. But even those girls are never good enough because of this malady that we have in our brain. Now that begs the question, how to fix this malady? Well, first of all, and as I always say, awareness alone is curative. Knowing that you have a delusion that the perfect girl is out there and knowing that you only feel you can count on yourself. So you're going to blow out every single girl until you're 89 years old on your deathbed saying to yourself, oh, I guess she wasn't out there. Knowing that is curative in the way that you probably never thought of this before. In fact, I'm willing to bet 99% of you didn't know this. That if you are blowing out girls, if you can't seem to meet the right one, if you constantly focus on their problems, if you constantly focus on the negative rather than the positive things about them, you may just be in this mind state, which again is a trauma from childhood, convincing you you can only count on yourself and therefore blowing out everybody. It's not only girls either. It's guys as well. You never meet friends that are good enough. You never meet colleagues who are good enough. The places you work aren't good enough. The place you live isn't good enough. And believe me, now I'm saying this, I'm like, holy shit, this is really true. I was so guilty of this. Moving from state to state because it's not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. Nothing is good enough. And you have a delusion in your brain that it will arrive in the future. But again, as I just said, awareness alone is curative. So now that you kind of know this, and if you're resonating with what I'm saying, and surely some of you aren't, but those of you who are, I'm glad because now you know, holy shit, 
this fucking jackass is right. I was let down as a kid. So I'm now only counting on myself and nothing is good enough for me. And this delusion of getting a 10 is just that. It isn't out there. Okay, but let's shift our perspective a little bit. When we accept rather than expect, she is out there. She is out there. Marissa, in my opinion, fucking 10 every day of the week and twice on Sunday. I know it. She knows it. Hell, even Kim Jong-un knows it. This chick is fucking awesome. Few things about her. She's kind of anti-gun, but then again, I can understand why she's anti-gun because her best friend committed suicide. I'm not going to tell the personal story of it because it's really personal to her, but I get it why she's anti-gun. I'm like super pro-gun. I'm like, why are you with me, man? I got a gun in my car, a gun next to my bed, a gun hanging on my wall. I got a gun safe, guns everywhere, and she just loves me to pieces, so she accepts it. There's other things about her, you know, that aren't perfect. But I accept her and I know there's things about me that aren't perfect, right? I mean, come on, how long is this podcast, right? There's definitely a whole list of them, but she accepts me because she doesn't have that same malady. So eventually you get to the point where you're like, okay, there is no perfect quote unquote girl. There is a girl who is amazing, who I relate to, who's absolutely beautiful. The sex is good. And most importantly, at least for me, she has a good heart and she's just my fucking best friend. See, what I want you guys to think about is, okay, there's no like perfect girl, but there's close to the perfect girl. And in fact, if we just rephrase perfect a little bit, the perfect girl is, in my opinion, the one who, if you had to be on a desert island alone for the rest of your life and you had one person to bring with you, it would be her. That's kind of like the qualification that I've set up to see whether or not I want to stay with this woman. Now, every other girl I've dated, I would be like, hell to the no, my dude. I'm not taking that chick with me to the desert island. Marissa's literally the only one. The sex is amazing. The conversation is amazing. I can talk to her for a week straight and still have tons to talk about. And some people you just meet like that. That is a fucking tent. Is she perfect in every single way? Is she by far the hottest chick I've ever pulled? Is she blah, blah, blah? No. She isn't, and I'm admitting that to you guys forthright, but she is by far the best girl overall that I've pulled, and I really, I mean, I I really don't think I can meet another one like her. I just don't. I mean, look, I have that abundance mindset where I kind of do think I could, but then it's kind of like, ah, that's going to take a long time, my friends, a long time. It took me, shit, 15 years to meet her of dating tons and tons of girls at 1.6 girls a week. So do the math on that joint, man. It's been a lot of girls to meet her. And, you know, I love her to pieces, man. So again, boys, I want you to think about this. Did something happen to me when I was a child, usually in childhood, where I only feel I can count on myself? And do I have a perfectionist mentality when it comes to other people? Do I focus on the negatives of girls? Do I focus on the negatives of my friends? Do I focus on the negatives of where I work, where I live, my car, my country, this world as a whole? Do you think that the world isn't blue enough and it's not spinning fast enough for your personal taste? We may be suffering from this trauma of essentially not trusting other people. And I'll tell you, in this world, other people are absolutely necessary and you have to, without excuse, you have to trust certain people. Those of you who have trust issues, this is also another clear sign that you're suffering from this malady or this trauma. If you can't trust anybody, your life is going to be goddamn lonely. And I'll tell you, when you spend the rest of your life alone, it's the equivalent of smoking, I think it was 12 cigarettes a day. That's how bad it is for your health. 
So the perfect girl is out there for you, brother, but she's not exactly what you think she's going to be. Just think that same question that I asked. Would I spend the rest of my life on a desert island with only this one person? And who would that person be? Would it be your best friend? Would it be your mom? Would it be your sister, your brother? Would it be Mark Singh? <laughs> Probably not, although you'd get a lot of good podcasts out of it. We'd be sitting around the fire tonight on the Unapologetic Man podcast. You'd be like, oh my God, this idiot again. This guy talks too much, man. Shut him the hell up. Then you'd blow me up when I'm sleeping in my hut and use my guts for fish food. You fucking bastard. I knew I couldn't trust you. But anyway, if you had to choose that one person, who would it be? That's a great question. And this delusion that this girl is out there and she will have no problems. There will be nothing about her that annoys you. She's going to look absolutely perfect to you. That's a delusion. See, what happens is you meet her and there's things about her that you kind of don't like. Like maybe her thigh gap isn't exactly how you want it to be. Her tits could be like just a little bit bigger. Her like a chin is just, ah, it's just a little off, right? You'll, you'll notice that. But as you fall in love with her, you begin to accept and even love those things about her and they become attractive to you, right? Like Marissa, for all intents and purposes, she is really my type, but she's not like my pinnacle type. You know how like we have a pinnacle type and then we have like subtypes below that? She's one of the subtypes, definitely super high up there. But like my pinnacle type, just going to be straight up, is like blonde, blue-eyed, kind of like German-looking, thin. Marissa's very thin. She's got a banging body with no quit to it, but she's actually got like black hair, dark eyes, very big eyes, small mouth. She has a look that I like, but it's not like the pinnacle look that I always visualized myself ending up with. I've had many girls that look like that, but they didn't make the cut. Then I meet this chick. The first date was like the best thing that ever happened to me. And I was like totally sprung, but I still held myself, boys, to the 8100 rules I always teach you guys. And I knew that this chick was special. She actually called her mom that night and she said, I'm going to be with this guy for a long time because we just hit it off that well. So I want you guys to get out of your mind this perfect girl who has no faults, who looks exactly like you want her to look, who behaves exactly how you want, because like that's a delusion. You know, it just doesn't exist. There's going to be things you have to accept. But until you get over this whole belief that the only person you can count on is yourself, you're going to constantly focus on those thoughts. Like if her chin isn't exactly perfect, it's all you'll see with her. And I've done this hundreds of times where I've been dating spectacular women, not a woman who was good as Marissa for me anyway, thank God, but I was dating spectacular women and all I could do was focus like, ah, she's just a little bit too thick for me, bro. Or like, ah, her voice is a little bit too deep. I remember I blew out this fucking like Russian supermodel who had like a slightly deeper voice than I wanted. And I got rid of her because of that. She was also kind of a douche canoe, kind of an asshole. And it's good I got rid of her. But the reason I did is because her fucking voice was too deep. What would happen to me if all my listeners were like, this guy's voice is too high? I wouldn't have a podcast that was in the top 2% of all podcasts worldwide. I would be blown out by all y'all. So at least you accept me for who I am. And for that, I appreciate it. Some of you don't, but most of you do. So I want you to take this on board, boys. Now, you may ask the question, well, is there something more intrusive I can do to deal with this? And the answer to that is most certainly yes. Part of my NLP protocol, if we decide that you do suffer from this just as I did, 
addresses it. We remove that belief system that the only person I can count on is myself. We go after the potential trauma that caused it. Even if you don't know what it is, we can still work on it, surprisingly. And then from that, we remove it. And that's what happened to me. I was blowing out girl after girl after girl. And I told my NLP coach, I'm like, yo, why is this? We dove deep into it and figured this out. And this was a huge aha moment for me. So I've since fixed it. And now I can actually be with Marissa, even though she's not 100% perfect. She's perfect for me, but she's not perfect. No human is perfect. So get that fucking delusion out of your head. It's a lie. It's a myth. It doesn't exist. And the sooner you drop it, the happier you're going to be. If you need intrusive work to drop it, come join my three-month coaching program. We will go after that shit immediately. In fact, the guys who I identify the shit in, we do it week one, day one, remove that belief system because it's going to seriously hold you back and it's going to make you a lot more willing to be open to girls that you meet, to not have this delusion in your head that she's out there. And if you see a chick at the supermarket whose ass is slightly bigger than what you like, but everything else is perfect, you won't talk yourself out of going to approach her. Because once you fall in love with the woman who is your soulmate by virtue of soul and personality, and she's pretty hot and she gives a mean sick duck and the sex is unbefucking leaveable, which it is with Marissa and I, you can accept those little things and you actually begin to love them. You know, there's certain things about Marissa's body parts that aren't exactly what I wanted initially, but now I've grown to love it. And I'm like, damn, that turns me on now. And now actually when I see it in other girls, I kind of prefer it, right? It's really weird how your taste can change when you fall in love with the person who has it. Final note on this, boys, I don't want you to use this as an excuse to go meet some sea donkey or a girl who looks like a canyon mule. And you're like, well, Mark Singh said that, you know, there is no perfect girl out there. So I'm just going to settle down with Bertha and that should be good to go. It's not what I'm saying. I want you to have high standards. I want you to really try to find the best girl for you. And look, meeting a girl who you'd spend the rest of your life with on a desert island with nobody else to talk to, it's a pretty high fucking standard, but it's based on things that are outside of this perfectionist prerequisite that we set out for ourselves that is essentially unrealistic and is essentially a delusion. So that's the podcast for today, boys. I hope it's helped at least some of you. I got a lot of awesome content coming. I just wrote down a bunch of really good ideas, how to build attractions, some self-development stuff, some masculinity stuff, and even some slightly spiritual stuff thrown in there. So please tune back in. For all of you who have left me reviews or will leave me a review, I really appreciate it. Email me at coachmarksing at gmail.com and I will send you a bunch of cool shit. If again, you want to get on that free one-on-one -on -one breakthrough session with me, if today's podcast really enlightened you and you're like, holy hell, this fucking douche canoe knows what he's talking about. I thought he was sailing the high seas in his SS douche canoe, but in fact, this guy actually knows his stuff. And frankly, brother, I do. I really do. And I'm really good. I hear it all the time. I get on calls with dudes and they're like, damn, bro, you're like a psychic. You just understand kind of what my maladies are with only talking to me for 20 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, man, it's my job. So if you want to have that experience and let me get down into your subconscious mind and tell you why I think you're struggling with women, I'd love to meet you. Sign up for that session by going to coachmarksing.com. Click on coaching, fill in the goddamn slap in the Jesus. And when I say that, I mean, Click on coaching, click on apply, fill out the application, press apply. I've been getting so many emails from guys being like, yo, I want that free Zoom call. How do I get it? I'm like, yo, I say it on every podcast. How can you question it? 
Go to coaching, click on it. Click on the red button that says apply. Fill in the application, then click submit, S-U-B-M-I-T. Then I will send you my schedule and we'll get on that call together. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next episode.